Hello and welcome back to the Family Prosperity Podcast with Mason McElveen. Today we're going to be talking about a little Christmas miracle that happened for me and my family over the holidays because of family governance. Now, in the past when we've talked about decision making, we've talked about how the person currently in charge of making usually just business decisions has all of the formal decisions under their control because they're making the decisions that are binding because the finances are tied up in it, the family success is tied up in it, and they have this formal recognition because employees have to follow along, other family members that work in the business have to follow along, and basically you can see how it was implemented and there's an actual command structure there. And that's good. There should be someone in charge of a business scenario. There's a reason pretty much every highly successful corporation is structured in a hierarchical manner. You need a chain of command in order to get things accomplished. And we've also talked about how when you start setting up family governance, when it comes to these family decisions, you need to start having more of a board. So these successful corporations, as much as they do have chief operating officers, things like that, they also have a board of stakeholders usually or, or high-level advisors that are going to help you accomplish your goals. And that's where that family board is. And that also includes the generations coming up, like maybe working as employees or accomplishing other family roles. There, on the flip side, they might get more of a say when they're participating in a structure like family governance, but they have to give up a lot of their options and a lot of their freedom in order to support the goals of the family at large, which in the long term is obviously far more beneficial, but in the short term can be a little constraining, especially when you need to, you know, bend a little bit to what the family's after, hopefully what you're after as well. And how this came into action in for my family over the holidays, and there's good and bad to this decision-making process. I think the good far outweighs the bad, but there it disenfranchises some people. We talk about that freedom, and some of that freedom goes away when you give people power. So usually the person or the people in the family that don't get to have a say in as much as they'd like to are the people who are concerned with some of the very most important things for the family and the most important things for the family in my opinion other than taking financial success out of the picture because obviously money is useful I've said multiple times I'm not just an all-you-need-is-love kind of guy but what almost everyone misses out on and this isn't just families this is individuals that are highly successful they miss on the part where they have to take care of themselves, they have to have leisure, they have to be thinking about what they're going to do after they're being successful, or just when they're not being successful, work and play, health, having a balanced existence and a happy one. Because you don't just want to be, I mean, Elon Musk, right? Very successful guy. He's sleeping under the desk at SpaceX and Tesla. I mean, he's not... He wasn't living a balanced lifestyle. His board had to kick him around and get him off of there because he couldn't take care of his health and be the hard-working genius entrepreneur slash innovator that he is. So the people who are concerned with that get really disenfranchised when it comes to these family decisions that are centered around businesses. In families that just have someone with a job and then a home life, and it doesn't need to be the husband or wife, wife or husband, or even other members of the family, but it's a pretty easy delineation because you have going to work, making your money, someone that's doing that, or if they're both doing that, that's fine. And then you have home life, and you sort that out kind of separately. And 
the decisions each person's making in their career or in their business setting don't really directly relate yet like yes the economic benefits relate to the family as a whole but it's not as if the entire family is caught up and their lives are intertwined with this business so that's what makes family business uniquely complicated and as you find more success as a family in a family business things like the divorce rate go way up because in my opinion and in the opinion of the literature you have people who have other concerns that aren't getting to participate in making these big family decisions and a lot of times the wellness the mental health the physical health are all tied up in what would normally just be a purely economic venture for someone just going out and getting that paycheck but and again these family businesses it's not that way so to get back around to this Christmas miracle story I was supposedly going to tell you my family we give a lot of power to that wellness aspect to the events aspect to the planning for what life should look like outside after above and beyond the family business our culture our ethos and living a balanced existence and to that end my mom being in charge of our the wellness branch of our family gave us all a project leading up to this holiday season and that project was that everyone had to get together every time they were free for all the holidays we had to present it in a detailed way and then she could bring back a proposal about how we were going to handle these holidays and that might sound formal weird but it has a lot of benefits especially for this person so this person being my mom right now and because she doesn't have necessarily a say over the everyday functioning of the business other than in areas where she has responsibilities as I've said multiple other times she's a master salesperson so she's at these national events taking care of that but outside of that like buying equipment helping find shifts managing production you know logistics in general that's not her operational expertise so she's not making those decisions and normally a lot of the family focus gets caught up in that but in our case her power comes into being getting people to the doctor she actually recently called me out because just like my dad I don't enjoy going to the doctor whatsoever but I got really sick I was avoiding it because I had too many things to do and she did a fantastic thing because she has a different focus than me like I'm always on here harping about wellness but when it comes to real life I'm a numbers guy I'm a workaholic I just like getting things done and moving on with my life so I, I, I talk a good talk but walking the walk is difficult for me because it's not how I'm fundamentally oriented it's not my primary focus all the time even though I constantly push people to focus that way so she tells me that I I've basically become a hypocrite because I'm not following through with the wellness advice that I should and how I should. She's saying, hey, you're in charge of the governance for our family. You're helping implement this. You better listen. You better follow through when I say go to the doctor. And she told me that, got me to the doctor. I went. I'm very glad I did. I'm feeling a lot better. It sorted me out in a lot of good ways. And once again, that's her power and giving that to her accomplishes a couple things it lets her help people more and by more I mean when she's right she's right you need to take your coat I know it's a dumb thing take your coat clean your room go to the doctor it's all important things that your mom told you when you were younger and 
and the need for that focus doesn't disappear just because you become self-sufficient. I mean, how self-sufficient are you really? Can you really take care of everything to do with your life in the best possible way? The answer is no. You need people to look out for you for these things, especially as you get more successful and your time becomes more valuable in the things that you're specialized in. More of your focus and energy has to go into those specialized things. So, of course, you're going to lose sight of a balanced life. So anyway, she's got that power, that role, and it's a serious role. And what it does is it gives her a place in making decisions for and with the family. That means she's not disenfranchised from the family business process. I think one of the biggest mistakes that a lot of families make and that I definitely made, my family made, my dad, my brother, and I made, before we really started becoming a living family was that what well, we called ourselves the three musketeers and that sounds great because we should all be there one for all and all for one and what we talked about all the time was business and success in business because that's how we're oriented my brother's a business supply chain guy my dad's a lean manufacturing expert I'm doing quality and IP and I just want to we just want to accomplish things because that's our drive and that's our ambition and that immediately disenfranchises the members of my family that are concerned with other aspects that are as if not more important even though it's not where my interest and focus lies so my sister going through nursing school she's put me on a regimen because I mentioned I did get to the doctor eventually and she helped me figure out how to deal with what's going wrong with me now I have, to, I have a little packet I've got pills I gotta take I'm doing a hundred times better and that's incredible and that was her that did that her and my mom pushed that they they delivered my thing and I follow through so having them have that power within the family allows them to have an excuse and a legitimate excuse to be part of these family decisions just like we're gonna be focused on the financial success of the company they're gonna be focused on the wellness of us and the family as a whole. So when it came around to the holidays and this project, like I mentioned, we all had to submit formally all these dates that were free. We came up with a plan. Well, my mom came up with a plan because that's her charter, <laughs> at least one of her important responsibilities. And as I mentioned, this miracle happened in that all, all of my siblings and their significant others not only got to our Thanksgiving and our Christmas, and our important holiday events, even the families connected to our significant others are ending up here. I know that Rick and Lori are gonna be coming down for New Year's and I know that I got to go for the first time ever to their Thanksgiving and for the first time ever, Greta gets to come to my Thanksgiving. And it might've seemed strange when I talked about the formality of it all because not only did we have to do this project, we also called a special meeting using our circumstances just so we could get a second meeting ahead of the holidays. Normally we meet once a month, but the holidays were coming up and so we called a special meeting two weeks out to confirm all the holiday plans. And again, this sounds over formal, intense, bureaucratic, maybe a little bit stiff, but the formality of having these decisions that we have to make as a team and we get to it and we have to attend now and we've committed to attending and the act of giving that responsibility and that power just like we have 
an executive or a manager at a business, we have a manager or a or at least a point person that you know you can turn to when you're trying to figure these issues out. And by having that, it establishes a very important and meaningful, deeply meaningful to have everyone on these holidays. It's not a joke to get everyone together. That means so much. I mean, the memories you make, what's life really about other than relationships? Relationships are what keeps us alive. I know we, we have an interview coming out with a guy who's really focused in wellness around the Twin Cities, the Twin Cities Wellness Collective, and he talked about a great parable but true anecdote of this entire Italian community that basically moved to the United States. They didn't eat well, they didn't do anything that you would normally associate with health and living a healthy life other than that they had a bunch of incredibly strong relationships to their community and the, to the people that they cared about and that allowed them all to just live ridiculously long lives usually over a hundred years old so relationships are sustaining for the I, I don't know spirit if the spirit is the right word but your mental health definitely it gives you purpose and meaning and drive so that was one of the most meaningful decisions we'd made in a long time and it should be taken seriously and accomplishing that should be taken seriously and given given due merit and I don't think enough of that exists we talk about and maybe I'm getting into an entire criticism of society at large but I think we've really really taken away the valor of roles other than going getting a high intensity job and making money I mean to get even deeper on it I mean I think it's hurt women specifically not that it can't be the man that's doing a lot of these things but generally I would say and again the literature backed me up that especially women have a lot of this focus on taking care of people making sure relationships are good they solve a lot of ethical and moral problems when it comes to relationships rather than as transactions or goals or quantifiables and that focus has been I think shattered and devalorized to the point where it just seems trivial and meaningless for me to talk about how that's a serious decision and honestly I think that contributes heavily to a lot of the decomposition the breakdown of the relationships that we care about most of all because we don't take them seriously we don't give value to that it's oh you should go be a high hot shot lawyer if if you're a truly successful man or woman you need to be making a couple hundred grand a year at a high level professional thing you need to start a business you need to be taken seriously in this economic and financial and uh i guess economic merit sense and i think that's i think that's a little bit of a failure of values and, and i guess somewhat tradition but it really just reality it's a denial of reality that we need to do things to take care of people take care of ourselves and take care of our communities in general there's this huge loss of focus on that we don't get to charity we don't we don't eat well we don't we don't do anything that we should be doing to take care of the things that supposedly you're earning all this money for and and just because i really enjoy that economic success problem-solving aspect of it what I love even more than that is getting to enjoy that and enabling the people who have that focus to use those resources I mean this is something that I've talked with Greta a lot about um, she constantly talks about how 
she'd rather be in the trenches and using money, using resources to help people. And what gets me up in the morning is having the success to enable that. And that's, I think that's incredibly powerful. People miss out on it. And even if it seems over formal or ridiculous or too intense, making it into a serious process that someone is actually in charge of, I think brings back at least some, not all, but some of the great importance that we should be putting on these concepts, this focus, and these roles that people have to have if you're going to live a happy life. So for me, it was a an absolute Christmas miracle, or just holiday miracle, that I got to see everyone on Thanksgiving. I got to go. I'm going to three Christmases. People are coming over for New Year's. We got the tree decorating in. I mean, everything you would want to do. We got to do this year, and we got to do because we took it so intensely seriously. We gave that power to someone who really cares about it, and then we abided by it. So I, w I was going to talk about some of the negatives of this, and some of the negatives are that freedom loss. You do have to show up when you said you could show up. And sadly, and I'm going to give my sister a lot of credit here because she followed through and abided by the family's decision, my mom's partial plan, and then the family voting. But she was going to get to go, and okay, so we're Minnesotans. Hockey's amazing. Hockey's wonderful. There's a big Gophers game she was going to go to with her, her boyfriend, who's actually a juniors hockey player. They were going to get to go to the Gophers game on the night that we ended up doing our Thanksgiving. And she sacrificed that so we could all be there on Thanksgiving. And that was a family decision that I don't think could have or would have happened if we hadn't planned in advance and taken it seriously. And she, in this case, wasn't the loser because I think, of course, it's more valuable to be together with all the family members. But she had to make that sacrifice. And she did. And I... I think that's amazing and incredible, and it's a loss of freedom on her part because if she had just gone through the holidays and ended up learning about when we were going to do this Thanksgiving or it had been on a normal day, not to mention that everyone would have missed a number of holidays, but she would have been able to go to that. It's what she wanted to do. It was her freedom to do that, but it didn't serve the family's goals, and it didn't serve her role within the family. So there are aspects of sacrifice and for my mom she can't just unilaterally plan the holidays so that's some of her power in that role she has to sacrifice that decision making so that's what we've talked about a lot and I just wanted you to think about that in a different context than a business context because people always talk about family business how are you gonna be successful I just think the focus is all wrong family how are you gonna be successful you're gonna be successful by taking the things seriously that matter most to you and your family. And in fact, I think one of the most important things are these holidays, are these events, are deciding when and how we're going to get together, how we treat each other, how we support each other. I mean, there are there are specific rules for gift exchanges this year, and that takes a lot of drama away that makes things happy and fun. And you might be thinking, oh man, all these rules, it really takes away 
from the authenticity of what it means to be a family. I mean, of course, you got to have fights, you got to have disputes, you got to have conflict. And this won't take away all of that. But even in the fiercest competitions that we have as a human race, when it comes to the things we love to watch most, football, soccer, hockey for me, tennis, there's rules that exist for a fair game and a fun game. And games aren't fair or fun without rules. And once you learn the rules, you forget about them and you just focus on playing the game. And that's that's when the great achievements in sports happen. That's when the that's where you get the glory. That's why you get millions of people watching these things. I mean, you don't think of football with I mean, it's got 100 million rules. It do, you don't think of that as, oh man, that's stingy and it's formal. It's a bunch of guys running into each other trying to get a ball into a piece of chunk of grass at the end of the end zone. I mean, rules get a bad rep but collaborative, competitive rules that serve the greater team like this. Because really, that, that's kind of what life is. You're, you're a team, you're a family team, you're competing against others. And having plays you can call, having team meetings and having roles within the team, you need a quarterback. And maybe we overvalorize the quarterback. I mean, that's that good metaphor for that. We pay other positions really highly because they're just as valuable, if not more valuable. I mean, look at your... your uh, center linebackers versus your quarterback your running backs get uh, i think they get underpaid but there's a lot of people who can run good but anyway i'm getting a little off track but these rules will not make your family stuck up stingy over formal they will allow your family to play the game of being successful and happy better more successfully have more fun more engagement and you won't worry about changing and trying to subvert and cheat the rules because everyone's trying to work together. Even the craziest opponent you can have in tennis is in charge of making those line calls and save for a few really intensely just terrible <laughs> individuals that I played in tennis, they pretty much always called the lines to the best of their ability. And so it takes away a lot of the, the bad conflicts you can have in a family and elevates the good conflicts about problem solving, success, and how we're going to achieve our goals as a family. So make really serious rules, take people really seriously, and put people in positions where they've got roles that they're proud of and that they believe in and they care about, because that will just elevate your experience and your life as a family. Okay, so that's been my little spiel on rules and procedures and process for the day, but I hope you were able to view it in a more sympathetic, family-oriented wellness perspective. Now, I really hope you've enjoyed the podcast. If you have any comments, questions, things to discuss, please just comment below. I hope you have a wonderful holiday season. Please tune back into the podcast so we can keep covering these important topics that'll make your family happier, healthier, and more successful.